I didn't know he did impressions of the Udos. Can you do me one? <laughs> Have you ever tried to punch a windscreen? Stiana Gloss. Stiana Gloss. Stiana. Dorman's going to bollock me for this. Yeah, I don't know. Is there an equivalent of Snog Marry Avoid, but for like friends that doesn't involve no. Sort of wit? No, no, that's a bit okay. weird. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this pro. Give it a break first and then start, because otherwise it's a very... Hard uh, thing there's no lead-in. Hello, everybody, and... It's too long. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. Today, we have a treat in store for you. First of all, I want to introduce my compadres. Compadres? Compadres. Um, so, on my left, we have... James? Hello. He's staring at me. Well, you didn't say my name. Well, you've said my name on every other podcast. Okay. Well, okay. Well, on my I left. was staring at you, just trying to work out which was your left and right. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. It's late in the day. Yeah, and I did northeast, west. Never eat shredded wheat. Never eat shredded wheat. Exactly. And, but and which that, way do you go? Uh, clockwise. Because shredded wheat usually to the toilet. Yeah, but you could do anti-clockwise and get never eat shredded wheat the same way. Ah, mind blown. Yeah, mind Chris blown. Chris Angel, mind That's freak. Never wheat shredded eat. You go the other way. Never sheet wedded treat. Never eat yellow. Well, as you can tell, we're already managed to keeping it well on top. Oh, it's 31 degrees in here. It is It is very warm indeed. Um, we are just about to be sieged by a thunderstorm. So you might I've heard that, actually. Yeah. Pretty... Can you hear that? They're not going to answer you. That's either, <laughs> <laughs> that's either a thunderstorm or the end of the world or both. Um, on my right, we have Ian. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about Pro Detail Issue 11. More specifically, it came into our hands yesterday morning and uh, we're still fairly tired from that process, I think. Well, we have actually also been doing a full day of actual work as well. So <laughs> yes, there is actual real-life detailing. Real-life yeah. detailing. Ridiculously hot. Well, well, actually, no, well, downstairs, no, downstairs it's is nice air conditioned, actually. Why have we come up here to do this? Yeah, the studio, the the, the, um, the workshop is the coolest place on earth at the moment. It's got lovely air conditioning provided by Mitsubishi. Um, it's even cooler now we're not there. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how good it would be if it was made by Subaru rather than Mitsubishi. But anyway, um, Oilier. Oilier. we are going to talk through issue 11. And I, I basically got a copy of it in front of me. And we're going to talk about each article that interests us. Because obviously, uh, we've all written articles for it. Um, and so I'll be handing over the right person. Um, the first article in the Car Care Adventures. Uh, no, th there's there's one thing we need to cover first. And that's, uh, that's actually on the contents page. Oh, yeah. That time that you were in a Belgian porno posing as a... Detective. I don't think we need to talk about that, that we do. background. We do. It's a fantastic photograph. What, what exactly had you done wrong when you were arrested? Um, I hate to say it, but it was a selfie for my first ever CV. A selfie taken on what? A Polaroid? It's a brownie, I think. On brownie a box. Fuji Film S5000. And it was taken in a barn on self-timer um, with a solitary halogen light. And yes, it was for a CV because I thought nobody else in their CVs have photos. Uh, especially sepia tone. Uh, especially sepia tone, true. And the thing is that I don't have the colour original. That was taken in black and white on a, I think, 3.1 or 5.1 megapixel camera in the dark at ISO. Can you take in black 9, and white on the Fuji films? Yeah, I think you can, actually. Yeah, there's a monochrome. I think I did that's 9,000. Yeah, you had the fancy pants one. Actually, I had a 9,000. No, you have a 9,600. Okay. You had a 9600, I had a 9500. You know, it's in your bottom drawers, I think, yeah. still. <laughs> with its charger socket caved in. <laughs> um, yes, it was weird, because that was one of the first things that I noticed, that we had the same camera, it was weird, and that was a long time ago, 2014? 13. 13. 2013, I met you. Yeah. <laughs> He's crying already. <laughs> yeah. So when did, you start, when did you decide to start buying real cameras? Um, well... I depend. I bought my first forty D um, in twenty fourteen, I think, and that was the most expensive camera I ever bought. Spent five weeks in America taking photos. Absolutely adored it, and then started getting frustrated by the fact that it was already like a three or four year old camera. So I got an eighty D, which to this day I love and regret selling. Um, and then I got a five D three, and now I've got five D four, and I had a brief flirtation with an EOS R, which I disliked and sold. And ah, that's because you weren't using it. 
You weren't, you weren't unleashing its full potential, that camera. I, I probably wasn't, but bear in mind, I was using EF lenses with adapters, and I've heard with the M lenses, it's amazing, but or the R lenses, rather, but I'm not going to fork out for all different set of lenses, so I'm just going to find a 1DX Mark one probably, if I can sell a car, um, and or two cars, actually, I worked it out at. Um, Which two? Because they're like real money. Well... Yeah, You'd have to sell all of them to buy one of them. No, I'm, I'm, I'm coming slowly to terms with the potential of possibly selling Fritz once he's finished. Um, with a view... That's a very open-ended timescale. That is quite an open-ended timescale. It's never going to be finished. Uh, no, once it's got the suspension and the audio kit in there, technically it's his, and, and the rear beam suspension and stuff. Well, not rear beam, but the rear suspension setup so I can fit the big wheels. Um, then I don't want to do any more work on it apart from just keeping it going. And it's worth decent money. It's, it's one of two right-hand drive manuals it's got every factory option bar leather pack three, um, and it's got the desirable ebony black paintwork with the platinum silver leather. I'd Electric. never, I'd never call Fritz's paintwork desirable, having worked on it previously. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been tainted yeah. by your ownership as well. In what respect? Well, tainted. It's, it's in <laughs> much better condition now. It's as a definitely car. not better you, off after having you own it, though. Why? Because it's not. What have I done to it that's decreased? You're like the dark value? destroyer. All of your cars have got inherent underlying health issues no i'm, I'm a, i've got rescuer syndrome i buy cars that are needy and and i'm pretty sure the s8 was pretty good when you got it no it was appalling when i got it absolutely bear in mind i got drunk and bought it on ebay in the middle of the night and then, yeah, then turned up took... to it with different sized tires on it but then you manual converted a barge the manual conversion i agreed that the the clutch is quite heavy and we've got another a8 which is an auto which is quite nice to drive but with Fritz if you're in the mood it's and once you know bear in mind you drove it around Germany when it was not totally healthy he was he was brakes weren't great the bushes were a bit fluffy and um, the, we hadn't done any corner waiting or any alignment on it it wasn't lovely when it's all set up it will be lovely has It'll there been a time clutch. when Fritz has been totally healthy no not once so, so, I think so how do you know it's going to be good I think that's deliberate in what respect that you that you self sabotage. Yeah, you've deliberately kept it. I, I you talk if you can find me an Audi D two owner SA A eight two point eight three seven four two doesn't matter. You find me one where everything on their car is tippity top and it works. And don't look at me about your dad's one that he had when it was basically a new car in the past. It had hundred and forty eight k on it when we got rid of it, and it was perfect. So hang on a minute, you're saying we need to find a D two owner with a brand new car. Effectively, yes. Because to prove your point. Well, my one even had a few. Sorry, to disprove replaced. your point, we have to find somebody with a brand new twenty-year-old car. Well, no, you need to find somebody with a twenty-year-old car that doesn't have uh, lots of problems with it. Which would need make it need to be brand new. Well, not necessarily. No, I've they had problems brand new. Yeah, exactly. My, my new. But the, the warranty work. To stand the biggest chance. The, yeah. Anyway, we are. It's one of those Chinese. We are way, we way, way off topic. Way over schedule on reading through. Yes, and I, and I don't. page mag. And yeah, it's your fault for bringing up the picture of a. Well, of either a, way, that that picture is straight out of a Belgian porn mo movie. I'd strange enough, I do have an association to the pornographic industry, but not as an actor. And that was a long, long time ago. Oh and God. that photo <laughs> wasn't from it. I was more in, more in distribution. Anyway, um, bought a CD burner once, um, back a long, long time ago. Anyway, um, so Flex Day, keeping it interesting. Um, you, this was the inaugural. That was so long ago now. Well, it was, that it was back was in indeed. December, wasn't it? Yeah. That, was that was literally a couple of weeks December, after. December, God, do you remember? Remember, to, uh, remember 2019. Yeah, people oh, were smiling. Yeah. There's a group photo here where people are definitely not two meters apart, um, and yeah. Hang yeah, on. I, I still wasn't comfortable with it. Yeah, no, but <laughs> you're not happy in the same building. I'm just spotting here. We've got um, Rich uh, March, who's, who's obviously uh, the teacher here at the UKDA, is notoriously short. And I'm just looking at a group photo, and it would appear that he's the same height as James and Fran Mahoney. Um, yeah, but I, I had my, um, an I had well. my flat, flat, flat shoes on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. To be fair, that only leaves Peter, who wears heels, and Dave, who is just actually tall. And Rich definitely had heels on that day. Uh, is that well, Stephen? Sorry, I think that's Stephen Larkham. I think, Cubans, but I think that's Stephen Larkham. I think he's <laughs> Stephen Larkham and and and, and Dave are, are kind of level pegging there. Um, okay. Well, this is an interesting topic. Yeah. No. Quite. Okay. So, so yeah, that flex day was actually really good because that was the first that we first one that we'd done after the Justina visit, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it was a really really good day actually because everybody was very attentive and very interested in the whole flex um, methodology. I just yeah. think it's not about 
teaching you how to how to polish. No, but there, there is an element of that, though. Yeah, but it, it's not for complete novices. It's people no. with experience that want to refine their technique and perhaps erase a couple of bad habits and mastering, become as mastering, efficient mastering as possible. Mastering the equipment as well. Because, mm. you know, there's a lot of guys out there that have done DA polishing and they've done rotary polishing, but they've never really unleashed the true potential of either. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I really like about it is there's an assessment at the end, isn't there? Yeah. And there aren't very many manufacturer courses which have got actual assessment at the end of it. You normally just turn up, get your certificate, and go away again. Well, all, all of the ones that UKDA are involved in will have an element of, even if it's a pop quiz, at least it's, it's, it's just a measure of, have you been listening at all? Yeah. Mm. But, or more comprehension, have, has it been explained by them? Yeah, yeah, have you understood it? And, um, yeah, it gives an opportunity for the attendees to sort of question, say, oh, actually, you know, I, I didn't know anything about this question. And we can go, you know, we can go through it again and exactly. It gives a, yeah, instant feedback kind of loop. Um, so no, that was cool. That was cool. Um, given that we are now on um, on page, I can't find the numbers. Um, we're, we'll crack on, and our next trip involved all three of us, and we went over to lovely Italy and lovely Labo Cosmetica mm, pizza. <laughs> Um, and so we flew out in the early doors, and Fritz got us there safely and comfortably um, at, from Gatwick via a uh, well-known budget That's airline. About twenty miles, isn't it? No so it's not twenty miles to Gatwick. I mean, it's a, it's a journey that you wouldn't worry about doing in any car. So Fritz didn't really excel. We could have probably broken down in the M4 and coasted the rest of the way. Yeah. Right. Okay. It, it was only tricky once we actually got into the purple parking bit because you know the two lanes you had to choose between well I tell you what and it says this in the magazine as well is that the parking attendant who comes and takes your keys and you're supposed to just give it to him on faith um, turned around and said oh is that a D2 no he didn't he nonsense did. absolute did nonsense he did no he did not what you shouldn't give it to people on faith <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, like, the it's, like Munich, it's like Munich airport <laughs> where you just leave your hire car running in this underground car park and walk away and that's how you're supposed to do it as if nobody's ever going to steal it so instead if you want to steal a car that's the way to do it um, anyway yeah no he was a, he was a large chap um, not I suspect a native of this country and he looked at me and I thought um, I thought something unhappy was going to happen and um, he then smiled a massive great smile and said that's a D2 and then he said is that an S8 and I was like yes sir it is and Three minutes, just, just, it was brilliant. Anyway, um, so we flew so to Italy. Have, you might have been like a European drug dealer of some sort, I suppose. Uh, I'm, I'm, no, as far as I'm concerned, he uh, worked for, for Purple Parking. Yeah, but like in a previous life, because the, that's the only way that he'd know what a D2S8 was. Well, he could have just been scouting. Or he might have only ever seen Ronin. He might be a car enthusiast, James. You do, you do look for the worst in people. Just because he recognised a car, so he's got to be a criminal. You've got, you've, you've, well, I need to be careful what I say here, but you've got form with who you buy cars off. <laughs> okay, well, there's background so, to that. So, we've got to be careful because that is actually. <laughs> yeah, I know, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, um, I know. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. Instantly regretted about twenty comments that have made on podcast and in magazines. <laughs> yes. So anyway, uh, let's move on rapidly. Just you know, horse's head syndrome. Um, and um, so we went there. We met lots of great people. So we had Marco, who runs the gaff. He's the son of the uh, parents who founded um, Mafra, which is like the parent company. Labo Cosmetica is kind of the, ooh, is it the DS of Citroen, or is it the um, Infinity of Nissan? Or no, it, no, no. Or the well, Lexus of Toyota. Mafra is more the PSA of Peugeot. Okay. So yeah. it's like the big parent company that owns Labo. Labo is like the... Um, it's like the taste of the difference range, isn't it, from yes. Sainsbury's? That's that's my interpretation. Can we just make comments on where Marco was when we were there, though? Because he wasn't yes. initially, he wasn't supposed to be there. No, because he's racing. Because he was, he was rallying yes. his Lancia. Not Lancia Alfa, Alfa, Alfa Romeo. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Oh, my God. It was a 1750 Does it not look the same as a Lancia Beta? No. No, it doesn't. Sure no. it does. No. Well, um, anyway, it was now for Romeo Giulia. Oh, now this is where I fall over. It's either a Julia or a Giulietta or a Gila. It's one of those two. Well, either way, it was... Look, it by was the magazine, you'll see a photo. It's in there. Make your own decision. Uh, but but he was, he was got in front of you, so you could look. Yes. <laughs> was it the Monte Carlo rally? No, but it was. it's a similar principle. I think it was... It, it wasn't Monte Carlo because it was just down the road. Well, it was in Italy, Italy, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so he was off doing snowy, snowy rally. Carlo. Mm. It's Milan very... Milan San Carlo. <laughs> 
it's a it, it's it's a gorgeous car and he's done it in the right color as well and it's all prepped up so um no that's what he was off doing we met reggie who i kept on wanting to say reggie yates but i think he's someone in popular culture isn't it's he? only very wistful there so we met reggie well i have to admit reggie cox there we go that's his, his character name. isn't he he is i i kind of admire that guy he's considerably older than even james and yet he has got energy like you would not believe and positivity and he just and he he he, he pointed me in the direction of some pills uh, not pills some drops which are uh, not lithium iodine, iodine. lithium drops iodine. No, you do have it if you've got bipolar <laughs> he, he was lithium. trying to push you towards the lithium drops to be <laughs> yeah, fair yeah, yeah let's just, know, maybe we, we asked <laughs> it's just like find this mobile phone i'm pretty sure it. that they gave you lithium drops for bipolar in the 40s or 30s no, along with cocaine current. as a bloody no, 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 it's antidepressant it's, it, well i, which, I think know. it's still current it is i knew somebody when i was younger who got overdeed on it and it made him it, it uncomfortable Odeed. Yes, did anyway, so did there's he, Reggie. Did he look like he'd start something? <laughs> Full of lithium. Yeah. He uh. managed, well, this particular character managed to punch with one shot through the laminated windscreen of a 1999 V plate Punto. Thanks That's not hard, is it? Uh, have you ever l- tried to punch a windscreen? Uh, funnily enough, yes. But a stern look could break a Punto in half. Yeah, but the windscreen would remain. I mean, the windscreen is, is a laminated windscreen is designed to take. I mean, if you hurl a, 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 a pheasant at a windscreen at 60 miles an hour, then... I haven't got a strong enough throw for that. No, well, there's an easy way around. Ian prefers, <laughs> Ian prefers space hoppers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which he got hit by on his way home from doing the mag one night. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're not going to get into that because I'm going to get incredibly xenophobic about a certain type of people in caravans. <laughs> Oh, the, car- the caravan so. club again. Yeah, the caravan <laughs> yes. club. So anyway, what was next on the? Uh, oh yeah, Italy, uh, yeah. Italy, yeah. Italy. Yeah. So uh, we've got Reggie Cox, who's a uh, absolute legend and a real character. And I did some um, filming with him, which is all on YouTube, and it's cool. So so and he doesn't have it. a caravan, so he's all right. And no, no, he's he's good. Um, and he's Dutch, and all sorts of things. Also, and then we also met Fabio. Now Fabio, James, you you clicked with Fabio, didn't you? The chemist. No, Fabio, the other Fabio. detailer. Oh, the detailer. Yeah. What was the chemist called? Ricardo? Ricardo. Ricardo. And there was another one as well. Uh, Why do you have to get us to know names? Because now we look idiotic and, and, and we did know the names. Uh, Jack, Jack- Giacomo. 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 No, Giacomo. Is it? It, hang on, don't they make clothes for fat people? I'm sure it was Giacomo. I think it's something like Giacomo, definitely. Anyway, so yes. the chemists, they were crazy guys. They were Fabio, crazy. yeah. Fabio is... Um, so you softly spoken. Seven. Yeah, but Fabio is a... He's a time-served guy. He yeah. knows his. He knows his salts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Reggie's hilarious, though, isn't he? He's just hundred miles an hour. He's like the perfect face to push a brand, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. It's an equivalent of snog, marry, avoid, but for like friends that doesn't involve no. sort of wit. No, no that's a bit okay. weird. That's no, a bit weird. weird. Well, I was about to say because on a night out, I'd definitely be Reggie would be would be my number one choice. Um, but in terms of deep and meaningful conversations about detailing, Fabio strike me as, as no. I'd, I'd be out with the chemists. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'd be out with the chemists and <laughs> we'd be of their product. Yeah, they were. They were. Uh, I mean, I had lots of questions to ask. Yes. and I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to anything, the chemistry of detailing stuff. Anyway, yeah. but I asked lots of questions that they raised eyebrows and went, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> "How do you know about that?" And, and <laughs> do you remember afterwards? I will answer your question if you'll remove your hand from my bottle. Do you, do you remember afterwards when um, uh, boss Mario? Mar- yes, Mario? Marco. Marcos. Mario. Mario. Uh, Marco came up to me and he said, oh, I hear you've been talking to my chemists. Did you find everything you needed to know? (laughs) I can imagine a horse being led round the back as we speak. We don't like people who ask questions here. We did get some banging jackets, though. Yes, awesome, awesome soft shell things. Best detailing jacket in the world. Yeah, no, I yeah, because the thing is that when we go on our travels and when we go around to these shows and stuff, there are often sort of freebies and merchandise and stuff like that. And very, uh, James is is like a cattle herder in that he will jump on any opportunity. If somebody gives him a free T-shirt, he'll ask for a second. If somebody gives no, him a no, free no, 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 that's no, that's not fair. I will never ask for more. But I've always said to you that this material is given away pr- for promotional purposes, and who better to take it than representatives of magazine well yeah no, if you I don't want know. yours i'm gonna take two well i, I, I had a structure here because my lead on was that and normally i always feel a little bit dodge taking anything like that 
However, these soft shell jackets from, from Labo Cosmetica are gorgeous to the point where I refuse to wear mine because I don't want to get destroyed because I destroy clothes. Shoes, anything, <laughs> anything gets worn and destroyed. Ian pretty, much, Ian pretty much killed his on the first, first use when he opened a bottle of Angel Wax Genesis. Yeah. The ceramic, yes. The ceramic, oh, yeah. and it spat at him. And it spat at him? Yeah. Yeah, it like fermented in the bottle or something. And oh, yes. Yeah, so it pops, pops all over his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you weren't complaining when we got those uh, Sonax Wicker um, hats from. They were Frankfurt. awesome. They were awesome, and uh, well, they were the, yes, and I, I agree. And there have been plenty of things where I can demonstrate my own hypocrisy. Um, like for example, I gave the Sonax sunglasses that we got for free um, to my partner, and then she managed to lose them, and she now has demanded another pair. But because they're a free giveaway, limited number. There's only one other pair in the UK. There's only other one pair in the UK. So I bought it us mothers of Amazon. To it. <laughs> yeah. I've got all of my merchandise hidden in a box. Oh, no, I haven't told her that you've got it, because otherwise you would be lying face down in the gutter and she would have her sunglasses. So for your own sake, I have no, not said wouldn't. anything. You would not. My merchandise is sacred. Well, yeah, no, I appreciate she would have to get through you first, but she's a foot taller and, and even angrier. Oh, yeah, so. but I'm quicker. I can roll. Uh, I'm not sure. I can roll. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't doubt it. I'll tell you what I did get from Frankfurt, uh, merchandise-wise. Do you remember that Alpina? What are you going to talk about the syphilis? The Alpina touring poster. I got from Alpina, and it came in a satin, yes. white card Alpina yeah. bag with an Alpina handbook. But you know, when oh. we were on the Alpina stand, you weren't a journalist; you were a child. Yep. With probably a bit of a semi on. Yep. Walking around, sweating cars. as well because it was about forty-five degrees it, in there. It was. It was very warm, and I mean, again, I'm not a Ben Bubbles fan, as you know. I'm, it's not. I'm anti them, but these Alpinas looked gorgeous, both in terms of the modifications, but mostly because of the colours they're in. And I, I uh, uh, Lord, you know, not Lord, you, what's the word? I implore you um, to go to a show where Alpina are demonstrating their kind of sexiest cars because those colours, you get lost in the gloss mm. and the metallic and the flip and all the rest of it. Yeah. But yeah, though, we weren't there on a journalist thing, but I still managed to get on the stand, didn't I? So I managed to get on and lie underneath the cars to see what they were doing. Uh, what, on the Alpina stand? Yeah. Do you remember? I got on there and started. Mooching around the cars. I think I'd walked away from you at that point because I saw the Vanta <laughs> oh, Black. Just BMW. awkward. It was very awkward, and there was another. And there was another situation which got awkward as well, um, which was uh, oh yeah. But do you remember we went to the Brabus stand? Sorry, that was really awkward because they had like really Russian awkward. henchmen. Yes, preventing people to come on, and we basically flashed a press pass and said, "No, no, we're press. We need to come and see that." G eight hundred V twelve gorgeous thing things yes anyway uh, uh, we 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 are we still are, moving away you know so this this is a long podcast because we're reading <laughs> through the whole be. mag so now it's even longer because we've got a year of stuff to talk about yeah exactly um so Labo we met the lovely people um and shout out to Ada Papini as well who organised it all who's their sort of marketing guru and they took us for an amazing evening seafood meal that was fun that, that was, was fun awesome, and very though. traditional and I prosecco thought. prosecco is actually quite nice if it's not from Tesco. Uh, yes, yes, it is, and and I seem to remember. I we the only, my only like bitter memory was when we got back to the hotel and I ordered some scotch <laughs> for us all, and it cost me something ridiculous like fifty six pounds for three single whiskeys. Who'd have thought ridiculous. that buying Scottish whiskey, however many miles away from the UK mainland, would be expensive? Yeah, yeah, quite. It's it's like yeah, I, I was just outraged. Um, it's I the Italian's own fault for having rubbish spirits. So. Well, I, I mean, like Rapa. Yeah. I like Rapa. I like Lemoncello. I, I like, like Strager. No, no, I like yeah. Lemoncello, but it has to be out of the freezer. Yes. Which well, only ever is in Italy, frankly. Yeah. I mean, if you freeze the Lemoncello that you get over here, you'll basically end up with sorbet. Yes. Because there's that little alcohol in it. It's just flip it on its head and start selling sorbet as Lemoncello. Anyway, um, so then the next trip uh, after Italy, unless there was anything specific, anything that comes to mind for Ian, who's since returned, is now flaunting his leg over our desk. No. Um, hairier than you'd expect. Anyway, um, Haynes International Motor Museum paid host to Soft Sorry, 99. Haynes is hairier than you'd expect. <laughs> yes, Haynes is. Um, and so we went down to uh, a Corgiazzo training session um, there where they were sort of training and approving uh, details. That is mildly racist, I think. Is it? Why? Oh, you're kind of impersonating a Japanese accent. No, I was just saying the word in the way it was intended to be said. But you don't say Mamma Mia in an English accent. You do it in Italian. You do it like, I, theatrically. I, I don't, yeah. I don't say it. Well, no. You'll make your fun at Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Anyways, well, in, anyway, with, with if no you're going to do, do it properly, it's good. If you say at a party, you end up with like the Abergold on. It depends what sort of party you're at. If you're at some sort of a, uh, you know, 
without being too so, sort some of some sort of racist party. Without, <laughs> without being too sort of genre Ma- specific. March even you might say. You know, if you go into a you know a lonely single women's fifty plus evening, shout Mamma Mia, and they're just going to cheer and put it on. Okay. And where, where's the benefit in this? Did you wear a disguise? I don't need to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just told everyone he was pierced. Bottom <laughs> <and it's fine. laughs> Their eyesight isn't great anyway. The standards are already low. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, yeah, went there and it was it was a great day. Met James uh, Ti Twenty Two there and quite a few others. We met the guys from IO Detail as well, who are over in Essex, and they come oh. all the way hey to oh. Essex. And of course, lovely Damien and I saw a photo of their shop. Nicole. They've um, they refurbed. refurbed some stuff. It looks really cool. Didn't we yeah. see him at Gaiden as well? Um, what for the BMW thing of mm. Who was that we saw? Oh no, that was um, that was um, tranquility-based detailing. Oh right, right. He's he's very very different. He's very different. He's right, he's right. a tuba. He's a tuba. Um, what a large brass instrument. Uh, you see, I was going plant roots sort of way, but but no, it's it's what the young people refer to YouTubers. Um, anyway, after after I did because um, the 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 thingamajiggles, the Haynes Motor Museum is right down in the West Country. It's kind of probably Somerset and. Um, not long afterwards, you guys ventured over to the smoke and... Um, well, not quite. It was sort of middle sex, wasn't it? Anything beyond Reading, in my opinion, is basically London when it comes to the M4. Um, which it might be geographically inaccurate, but hey-ho. Um, colour lock day. What was that like? Where did you go? What did you do? Well, it wasn't really a colour lock day. It was... We, we had an... We, we had... Elbow the table. Ruin, <laughs> that, ruin the whole podcast. We had meetings planned anyway, didn't we? With Ram. Mm-hmm. Um just to chat over some of the UK training stuff that's going on. Um, but I had an opportunity to spend some time with Georgina and learn colour mixing by eye, which is... By eye. By eye, yeah. Um, yeah, that is a dark art, to say the least. Um, I mean, they're getting samples of leather in from detailers or just general repairers or even hobbyists um, and they will colour match in-house and send the products out but the majority of it's done by eye pretty much it's crazy despite the uh, the success of the John yeah my scanner's out now so it kind of makes it a bit easier for the end users doesn't it um, we've got one downstairs which is pretty uh, pretty swanky I'm surprised you haven't mentioned things like the bakery yet. Or oh, getting on to that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're building it. Okay. We're building the story. It's because that's all you talk about. Events. I'm there, and like you're learning how to mix colours. You get to meet Ram. is good fun. Georgina is good fun. But every we're, time, we're, all you mentioned. Well, we need to. We need to go in order. So then we went for lunch. We had the Vietnamese. Yeah, sorry. We went for lunch. We went to. What was her name? Where's that sound effect? I had the what that that one. God, that was definitely not the one I was looking for. <laughs> um, yeah, so we went to a, what would you call it? It's like a ramen cafe, isn't it? Hey, ram. Ram in a cafe. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, we went for oodles of noodles. Um, and bear in mind that the pandemic was kind of looming here. Cause we'd it, was got, week, we'd, it was a week away. We'd from got out of lockdown. Italy pretty much yeah, as it was closing down. going, going yeah. off. I'm pretty sure that we all had it and bought it here. Or oh, you think Ian had it. Did we talk about this in the last yeah. podcast? Well, I think Ian was patient zero in Italy. No, no? Are you sure? I, well, remember we scrapped on the podcast because we caught the top. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we talked about that this when we were going when happen. we were in here. Oh, okay. It was a while ago, and we were quite sleep deprived. So yeah, oh, should yeah. We, should we, we'll put a thumb in the eye. But anyway, so we been responsible so for yeah, we went, we went deaths <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> Just on the off chance. You do look like Harold Chipman. Well, thank you. That's not a compliment. Oh. Okay. I, well, he's do- he was a qualified doctor. I mean, he, I was, he, he was definitely successful. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's just not. I played Warzone the other night with a kid whose uh, screen name was Harold Shipman. Um, you say a kid, and you were the old person in that. <laughs> and did he yeah, kill no, you? I mean, did he kill you? No, what I was saying was, you know, pick, pick your target audience, mate, because not yeah. many over 80s. Yeah, but you're old. Yeah, yeah did not, he, did not he, in the 80s, though. No, but did he kill you? Well, no. He was on my oh, team. so he was a rubbish Harold Shipman. Well, I just like the idea that Ian, Ian thinks he was a kid. Ian thinks he's chatting with a kid and playing computer games with a child when actually it's probably a forty-something-year-old a, a man. <laughs> the other side doing exactly the same as Ian. So we went for uh, we went for Vietnamese noodles anyway. What are you saying? As I probably went to school. With him. <laughs> <laughs> went went for Vietnamese noodles and then uh, opposite where Kalolok are based, um, there is a Polish bakery and boy oh boy, 
we smelt we smelled it smelled it, it didn't we when we drove in yeah uh, they were absent. oh yeah they uh they, they put up around about three o'clock on a on a friday and you <laughs> guess go what in time, there and uh guess what time our meetings ended yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we went off and uh, got a load you mean, of... Guess what time we managed to stretch it out? <laughs> yeah, stretch it out. So we went and got some Polski chleb. That's Polish bread. Polish bread. Polish. That's the only thing I know. The, uh, the one thing that grabs my attention on this page is the following page, the Colour Lock Day, and that is uh, a very well-known logo that has been quite severely cropped for attention-seeking purposes. Um, but it is highlighting how something quite exciting has happened in the industry, and it's happening right here and fairly soon, which is a return of the Swiss Fax approved s- sort of scheme. Do we call it a scheme? Network. 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 There we go. That sounds better. Um, and that is all being rolled out here. Do you want to have a, a little chat about that here? Or James? Yeah, so um, we... So I, initi- I originally... Um, was Swissfax approved as a detailer all in 2007, I think. And Rich was also Swissfax approved um, in the Reap days. So we've both had a sort of connection similarly with Swissfax over the years. Um, you know, for various reasons, the brand has sort of diminished a little in the yeah, UK. Yeah, the network collapsed a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not really... A, an introduction of the professional network. It's more of a refresh, um, and it's basically we're going to look into bringing it back to where it used to be, back to being a, a decent, uh, decent sized network with all the benefits that people should be getting, and and you know make it more of a yeah more of a, a thing. nice mark to be to, to attain. Yeah, I mean the, br- yeah. the, the there's no denying it that Swiss Fax the the branding is right up there. I mean, it's... Yeah, it, it, was it, luxury. it, it, it yeah. stood for top of the tree um, back yeah. in the day. I mean, it was... It, it, if you had... Before ceramic coatings were a thing, if you had a supercar, you were either going Zymol or Swiss Fax. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, these days, there's still a market. There's still the classic car market. There's still the performance car market. And we're seeing, we're seeing loads of... suit every single situation. Yeah, yeah and we're, we're seeing more... And more and more issues with coatings these days, and I think a lot of yeah. people are getting sick of it. Well, a lot of people are going back to, to wax for various reasons. Some are, are the frustrations of coatings, but some is just the pleasure of wax and, and the particular luster and gloss that the wax gives. So that's quite exciting news. If you want to know more, have a look at the UKDA website. Uh, there's a little form there if you're interested. Um, you can fill that in and send that off, and you'll get a call from uh, Rich or Ian or James, and um, they'll talk Swissy waxy. It'll be, it'll be rich. It'll be rich, let's yeah, face yeah. it. Rich. Yes. So it'll He's be nominated speaker for the group. <laughs> <laughs> I just do a lot of oof, and he does a lot of me. <laughs> exactly. So they're the sound effects you hear in the back of the phone. Um, so uh, the next trip that we took was rather later because this was post lockdown, which is when we went all the way to Gillingham in Kent, Gillingham. and Gillingham or Gillingham. No, Gillingham. Gillingham. Okie dokie. Um, so anyway, we went to Kent and um, we met with Kelly Harris. And I've wanted to meet Kelly Harris for years. Um, and I've also wanted to play with Udos for years. And they were both in the same very hot, sweaty building. Um, so instead you got to play with Kit? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Got to play with Kelly and look at the Udos. uh, Destroy a lot of that footage. Yeah, we yeah well quite before the police got to it. Um, So no, that was an awesome day. And again, we cover the day briefly in the magazine. We cover the Udos quite thoroughly in the magazine, and uh, we have got loads of VT that we're sticking together. um, Videos about uh, LC power tools, about Lake Country manufacturing. Two different companies, but kind of associated. Um, The Udos and about Kelly. So keep an eye on the YouTube channel for that. Um, the next tripperoo that was just a solo jaunt for me down to Western Supermare is where I went to see Ryan Taylor of Profect Clean, and he had been contacted by Turtle Wax, and uh, basically Turtle Wax are trying to show how good, I guess, or how far you can take detailing as an enthusiast, and so we had this knackered old, uh, sorry, this pristine, no, um, a Mark II Golf that had been in a field for a while and didn't work, and we had to push everywhere. And uh, one side had been rubbed fervently by a... Um, he's on the Shine Squad, which is a thing invented by Turtle Wax, or sort of trendy young people who go around um, doing cool things as long as it's got a GoPro involved. And what, Andrew, what, What's more impressive is he wasn't on airbags and split rooms yet. 
Uh, I think one of the rooms was split, but but, it, <laughs> but that was quite different, um, or at least cracked. Um, so yeah, we did that, and he had done one side with with basically fervent hand rubbing um, and some some sort of uh, turtle wax products, and then Ryan had a crack with the new ceramic wax thing and a pad, a very soft pad, uh, and a machine on the other side, and so we. Um, had a day there and it was interesting how we're doing that and I, I think big shout out really to Turtleworks for really you know there was no embargo there was no censorship they said right you know just cover it do it and um, we did and so yeah it was an interesting read um, and I made friends with a vagist so that's cool because most vagists shun me you are me. a vagist I'm not a vagist you've got two retro scene Audis yeah and I was told I don't belong in the vag scene by my what's vag the A friends. in vag Audi right Audi yeah, or Audi yeah. Oldie. Oldie. But they Oldie. didn't let me in. They didn't let me in. I, I wow. had Vagus friends, and they're all there with their Jettas and their Mark 1s and their Mark 2s, and they laughed in my face. And since you, should then, go on, you should go on RS246 and cry about it. No. I, I, You're I, not allowed on there either, because there's no eight, is there? <laughs> uh, I'm fine with my Subaru group. Subaru people are nicer. Um, so anyway, uh, that brings to an end the Car Care Adventures. And in the magazine, we have pages upon pages of uh, new products and hardware. And the big difference in this issue is that we got... 99.9% of the products in. I think the only two we didn't get in was something called Osrin, which is from the Far East, and it's a sort of compound we've manufacturer. Got it now, haven't we? Uh, yeah, it's that's it, in your special box. Yeah, yeah, an oh, that's your box from Malaysia. That's my special box from Malaysia. If we got that, that'll be... Uh, that'll be <laughs> Ian and I are going to absolutely trash one of our cars with it. Oh, okay. And uh, see if or we can... And see... Oh, yeah, we could use it on... Use it on, on, use on VOD. It on VOD. Oh. Yeah, VOD or the Fozzie. I was so say use it on, cr on Crashable. It's got plenty of orange peel to get rid of. That hasn't got enough paint. Well, also, it, it doesn't really move very well, much. It's, at the it's not going to make it any worse. Unless you can well, do it true. where it's parked down that's the true. side of the house. No, I'm all right. Yeah, no. we can do it out there. That's fine. Yeah, all right. Okay, well, you're welcome. Get, get, get nice but it's basically, it's, uh, it's a new denim pad with a special compound, which is uh, designed compound. for orange peel removal. So it is an old system, but is apparently new in some way. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was one of the ones that we now have, but we didn't have. Um, massive toolbox. I wonder if on, a, on like eighties hmm. cars you have to use stonewashed denim pads. <laughs> Period. Correct. And you probably have to get a special denim coat for the machine as you well. You have to so put it on the denim. machine, then put it in the bath so it shrinks down to size. <laughs> Can you put rhinestones on the machine to make it real sort of <laughs> you put it on white snaky? Oh yeah, rhinestones <laughs> on the pad. Um, so anyway, we've got product. We, I mean, just just briefly touching on the brand, we've got two skin detailing, revive, vice detailing, cartex, second skin. Yes, yeah, second skin. Not there you go. Not two skin. Not two skin. No, that's that sounds like a really bad bris. <laughs> Will corrected. Uh, Autosmart, Mother's Ceramic, uh, obviously Labo Cosmetica, NLD, Shiny Garage, Stanagloss. Um, some Stanagloss. 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 Dom is going to bollock me for this. Uh, Dom is uh, uh, he's a sort of a partner in in Stanagloss, and he uh, gets upset that I can't say it correctly. PJ probably just eat me. Who's another partner in it all? He he probably. So there's two partners. Well, there's PJ partners, and one's dumb. There's PJ. No, because the, there's also the, the 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 man whose name I cannot remember now, but he's the. It's Diana. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> Diana Gloss was in the days of Shinerama back in the long time ago. That brand was sort of developed of who? and shelved. Of who? Shinerama. <laughs> <laughs> who have some sort of relationship with more modern resellers as well? I, I no, don't James's back is arched over there. And he's hissing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's werewolfing. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm hissing on behalf of all the people that are out of pocket. Yes. Anyway. Yes, I was going to uh, gonna Rest in peace, Detailing World. <laughs> <laughs> or rest in peace, that thread on Detailing World. <laughs> um, so, Naziol, Turtle Wax, just going through the brand still here. G-Technic, Gliptone, Tenzi, Interesting Grand Tenzi, Autoglans, Expert 60, nearly there. Um, Shoal, Cartec, Redone Cartec. Uh, Autoglim with a new um, uh, um, reflow, which was an interesting... Yeah, thing. Volcano in a bag. Yes. Uh, we that's about it. That's about it. Um, more, read more in the mag. Uh, we've got Soft 99. We've got Nanolex. We've got a lot on the AutoSmart Matrix, which is cool. There's more on that later on. Reaper Detailing, Shiny Garage, Envy Car Care, Auto Perfection. These are in sections this time as well, which is really nice. Um, that was. Oh, we did do sections in 10 as well. We've always divided yeah. it somehow. Yeah, yeah but, but this, this yeah, is like a really I nice... Think we divided them by yeah. colour before, and that really didn't work very well. Yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, I, I did. Know, you're teasing me. No, well, we did. We used to. We did one on the Christmas edition, which was done by Price, and then the kind of the last one was for those who can afford everything. It was like a ten thousand pound trolley from Rupes with a. a no, the last one was by type as well. The last one was by type. No, I'm talking about like issue five or something. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, no, we don't talk about that. They don't exist. <laughs> we don't talk about anything pre-in-design now. 
Yeah, I, well, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've got Color Lock and Delta Apart San and Stacey. Like 20 pages. <laughs> and Sunny yeah. Key as well. Um, and then hardware-wise, we had some fun there. We had lots of stuff over from Buffright. Um, we had also some stuff from Flex, the new brushless sanders and a Flex radio and bits and bobs and stuff like that. Um, so, the next really big thing is we had uh, the uh, top engineer in the UK for Kranzel called William, who's mm. a lovely, lovely man. Looks so like he's the top engineer for Kranzel that's called William. That's a very, <laughs> yes, that's that's a very, very narrow, narrow field. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you get a cup. <laughs> well, William appeared in a, in a pickup truck of some description as well, all the way over it from Essex. It wasn't a pickup truck. Well, wasn't it? What was it like? A, um, it was it a was bit a special. A no, it wasn't. Was it, it was... It was curious. It was like that. a... It no, was, it was like Explorer. A f- no, it was oh, Was it a Ford Explorer? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, when I first pulled up, I was like, is that a Bronco? Yes. Is really? OJ here? <laughs> Um, well, William, uh, he's more Viking than, than OJ, but he's a lovely, lovely guy, really knows his stuff. And my God, that man, I was just pointing at bolts and he was just telling me how many millimeters they were. I was really, really impressed with him. Um, and it's uh, written on him. Uh, well, no, he wasn't looking at the crib sheet. Anyway, we stripped <laughs> down the Kranzel and um, took a lot of bits apart. That's I did the Kranzel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I stripped down and I was pointing at things. He was telling me how long they were in millimeters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was better news than I feared. Uh, um, like one and a quarter thread. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, Imperial absolutely knows for a while. <laughs> Lefty, tighty, righty, loosey. Um, anyway, so um, we stripped out and we've got a service guide, basically. And we were shown a really thorough stuff, taking off all the pistons and stuff like that. So what, we haven't included all that. No, but what was really interesting is that he explained a lot of the reasons behind failures and the majority of catastrophic failures for Kranzels comes down to dry running them. And it was people not running them through with water first rather than... uh, Sorry, instead they were firing them up dry and letting the machine try and drag the water through. Yes, and again, it's it's using the wrong machine for application. So, for example, the K7's fine with gravity-fed water from a tank and a van, but uh, the total stops aren't best suited to mobile application. The K10 definitely isn't. Mm. And also people fitting aftermarket bits and bobs to it that aren't necessarily compatible. They might fit, but they will put undue stress and strain on the machine. Yeah. Um, and also lack of servicing. People just presume it's because of an expensive piece of kit that you don't need to service it. Well, if you look at supercars, you have to service them even more often than you do a, a, a standard, you know, full focus. Says who? Um, Says who? Well, you have to change the petrol tanks in an F40 once. No, 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 no. You have to have them checked. You have to have them checked because they're Kevlar. They have to right. be safety rated. Okay. Well, there are plenty of other. You have to have examples. the glue checked on the monocoque chassis as well because they glued it together in the 1986. Kevlar tank tanks only last three years. Was that just emotes? No, it's the bags. The bags inside the yeah. Kevlar tanks have to be chopped out every so often. Okay, well, that's quite significant servicing. I mean, I don't know. You've owned it's many really cars. Have you really ever had to try to stuff those bags back in? I mean, my, <laughs> my M5 had a consumable petrol tank. Let's replace that. Okay. As in, it rotted away. Yes. Uh, well, Your Subaru is full of consumables, you know, like cross members and front panels and... The prime. The bottom prime. ends. Shut up. That was a low blow. Hey. Knock, knock. Um, <laughs> um, so next article was ice blasting so Jason Mitchell Divers has been a long term reader and we've been in loads of contact with him over the last sort of 12 months his job sort of takes him all over the world and he's can quite I, often can I just confirm that his name is Jason Mitchell Divers yes and what does he do for a living he kind of does diving that's amazing that is kind of cool it's called non determination it's like Mrs Baker becoming a baker that's the name for it non determination wow what worries me is that you look that up <laughs> no, no. Worries me more is that he knew it. Um, so ice blasting pre, pre, preset in his mind for from birth. So Jason's in the process of setting up his own uh, detailing uh, business, and he's been has he been over here for some yeah, training he did stuff? one uh, course at the academy. Yeah, so he's he's doing that in while well, still sort of doing his his current job. And wait, was that the diver? <sighs> yeah, or was that another diver? Because there was a guy that did. Rig work on the other rigs. That's him. There. That's him. Yeah. Is it him though, yeah. or are there two? Well, there probably are two, but whether they've both been here is unlikely. It was him. Mm. It was him. Okay, okay. So anyway, he went off to Slovakia to a manufacturer of ice blasting machines. Now, the technology of ice blasting, I've always been a bit dubious about. James reassures me that it makes sense in certain circumstances. We saw it in Germany at Decon last year, and so he went all the way to Slovakia to basically get trained in it and learn all about it. And he's imparted his wisdom to the magazine so if you're interested in ice blasting that is the place to look 
That brings us on to the UDOS review, which we alluded to earlier. So uh, we have three pages uh, by Ian about his impressions of the UDOS. He's currently toweling himself down with the excitement of it. I didn't know he did impressions of the UDOS. Can you do me one? That's gonna You're not m- shaking enough. That's going <laughs> to mess with the levels. Um, so we then did a twin test of cordless hoovers, cordless vacuums, which was fun. Oh, we did oh, the. Henry. Do you remember when we had a cordless Henry here, Ian? Oh, those were the days. Those were the days. And then it got stolen. So anyway, uh, there is a flex cordless, which I admittedly managed to <coughs> break. And um, there was a pneumatic Henry cordless. So we've done a nice little twin test there using a very grotty rear end, um, my very grotty rear end, in fact, as a test bed for that, which brings us nicely on to our seven way that we had with dog, uh, dog hair removal tools. Um, and um, that's, again, a really interesting test. And Where does your mind go? I'd Where does it go? I mean, that's not a Freudian slip. That's like a. I'm looking at my dog. You were thinking the of seven ways. That's a Freudian slip in. Well, <laughs> a, f- a, f- a f- Fidian. Fidian. Hey. Hey. To be fair, it would be a Freudian slip in your mother. <laughs> oh, God help me. Um, so uh, there was a really good, interesting seven-way multi-test of dog hair removal tools. Uh, that brings us on to the mega test. Now the mega test is. An interesting one. So now this is something that we put our all into the mega test this time round. Um, more, more than, more than all, yes. Got like a thousand yard stare. <laughs> you can't stare at meteorite grey Audi paint oh anymore. Oh my god, it was just intense. It was serious, and it's it's interesting now that we've we've sort of done it, written it, printed it, even started getting some feedback on it. Um, it's an interesting, an interesting one to do. So, without further ado, we did heavy cut compounds. Um, we, well, we did we did heavy cut systems, didn't we? Yeah. System. So it was the the, I mean the the sort of the reasoning behind it all was to see if there is a one that does all polish because we're always sort of searching for compounds and polishes that either. Cut very well, finish very well, or... It's, it's the classic yeah. question you see, I've got X car in, yeah, what, what's, what, what's, what's the best what do I use? Yeah, what's the best polish to use, or what's your favourite heavy cut? Um, and, yeah, we sort of set out and, and decided that, you know, rotary really should be the tool for heavy cutting. Um, we know that a lot of pro detailers use it. Um, but we... Yeah, we, we sent set the set the set the feelers sent the feelers out sent the feelers out sent yeah. the feelers out uh, to all of the brand and we really did contact everybody. That's one thing to note for this is that we contacted everybody. Yeah, if you're wondering why your favourite isn't in there, yeah. it's probably because they were didn't in lockdown or furloughed or, yeah. or whatever. But we, yeah, we emailed everybody and we and we didn't leave anyone else. Did we we contacted. Yeah. Um, and all of the big guns. So what we're, we're, we're kind of saying two things here, and it's important that both of those are noted. One is that it's not our fault the big guns aren't in there, but also I think it's important to note that it's not necessarily their fault that they're not in here. Because it's the corona's fault. I, it's corona's fault, I think, to an extent. I think it's it's just the fact that, you know, when you get an email out the blue, maybe it goes into a spam filter. Maybe, I mean, some of them are in foreign countries. They might not have understood our, our gobbledygook English. Understand uh, it. I, I've never understood gobbledygook. No. But the other reason, we d- we could have gone out and purchased the pad and polish combinations ourselves, but the, the email was very much a brief as well. So we wanted to make sure that every manufacturer had the opportunity to send their preferred suggestion for pad and polish combination along with any um instructions uh, yeah instructions techniques to mm-hmm. use because we know the roops get use it the hot, keep it cool move yeah, it around quickly, exactly move that. it slowly you know with the roops uh bigfoot training they they recommend the six pass system mm-hmm. um they have a specific uhs uh polish they have specific pads and stuff so all the shoal stuff they say you need to work it up to 1500 to 2000 rpm so obviously yep. you need that speed in there to break stuff down so so we, we wanted yeah. to make sure that the manufacturers had fair opportunity to give us all of the information that they wanted us to have for the proper usage of this product and we, we and wouldn't have got that if we went out and just bought what we no we, we'd have we'd have done it to our own process and and realistically I mean, this is the reason we've never done it before we've, yeah. we've never gone into such a, a contentious subject to this before because there are so many factors that can affect it and we we set out to try and give it the most unbiased chance it had, but at the end of the day, there is a lot of subjectivity to this. 
Yeah. So the first part of the heavy cut test was the subjective part, wasn't it? But yes, and and that's the interesting side of this. I mean, we always do this mega test. We have a kind of a, a scientific side, a labby side, which in the past has been done in labs, but it's also very technical. It's, it's kind of where I get a bit excited because we've got statistics. We've got figures of, uh, for example, we're regularly using our rather nice row point, uh, which is thousands of pounds worth of meter. We're using gloss meters, temperature meters, all sorts of other bits of uh, kind of kit, so to speak. More, um, more importantly, Microsoft Excel, because that's the only <laughs> thing that matters to you, isn't it? <laughs> Give me a good XLS, XNN time of the week um, and um, so we were doing that but the other stage of it is subjective and the answer is that there are plenty of detailers out there you could you could have 10 detailers in a room and 20 different polishes and ask them what their favorite would be and all the answers could be different yeah. so it, it you know there's an element of what's your style of detailing what's your preferred way of doing it and there'll be some some kind of pads and, and compounds that'll be more compatible with with your way of doing it so the subjective test can never be taken in isolation otherwise it's not really a mega test it's just what a bloke called james and a bloke called ian thought oh, and let's be honest opinions are like buttholes everybody's got one and they usually stink yes yes as you put that in our nice magazine um, but the, the it, it goes both ways, though, doesn't it? Because the scientific test has no. Um, I was wondering if that was why your why your, why <laughs> why your look, opinion was so touchy. Looking so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> the um, just put it back in. The the sort of lab testing side of things isn't necessarily directly relatable, you know, because you may have a polish that cuts extremely well, but it's dusty as hell, or. In an air-conditioned room, when actually you're working in Clo uh, yeah, close yeah. proximity to the car, and likewise, some of them produce a, a massive amount of resistance. And if you're a regular machine polisher, you might understand that if you've got a polish that has very high re resistance, you're constantly fighting the polisher. You're constantly fighting against the friction of the machine trying to spin itself around. So, the subjective part was really to give well, a, a subjective opinion on, as detailers, what we thought of the polishes. Um, and again, the, the, the great thing is that we were doing the P, uh, PDM challenge on Ian's car. So we had a great forum to use this, this mega test within. And, and on a flip side there is different compounds and pads will respond differently to different paint types. And actually, this is what I think originally, I wouldn't say it threw us, but it, it certainly in, in, increased the level of intrigue was because we were doing it on Ian's uh, ultra high solids paintwork. Whereas, um, and some of the products were not performing particularly brilliantly. And then we knocked it onto VOD, which has just got, you know, old paintwork. Um, and they performed really, really well. Um, yeah. So having, you know, and it's impossible for us to test, or realistically impossible for us to test what it's like to polish, for example, in the desert, as opposed to the rainforest, as opposed to all the rest of it. So we did test it in the unit, which has air conditioning, uh, which is a kind of a comfortable ambient temperature. But because it's in a, a detailing environment, it also gave us a chance to give some of the polishes a chance with dual action machines that turns out they are more suited to and it's just it, it didn't meet the criteria for this exact test yeah. well that so was, it's yeah. saying they're not bad it's just they they, they not don't work in this scenario yeah, yeah. i mean it, it exactly it's, it's like having a sprint in a marathon it's 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 a it's snickers now oh okay my bad um i mean but the example of that one is rupes because rupes provided us with a rotary polish mm -hmm. which we struggled on the uhs paint massively it did better on the um, it was all right on VOD. It was, it was yeah, the better it did, on VOD. It did pretty well on the, the lab side of things, but... Well, it was when you put it onto a DA, and you, oh, you yeah, used it, it to do... Oh, yeah, on the DA, it was incredible. I mean, yeah. it was... So out of the... However many polishes we were given, it was the polish Eight. that I did yeah. the, rest of the, the rest of the PDM challenge. That was the pad and polish combination that I chose. The only issue is that the pad was designed for rotary, and it did degrade a lot quicker than it would when it was put on a DA. Yeah. So that was... Discountable because it, it was it was you it wasn't know, we were using it out of purpose. Yeah. But so, but, but I mean, that's a perfect example of where a good product in this particular test because it didn't suit this thing. It was a marathon runner in a hundred meter sprint. Um, whereas there are other products which work the other way around. So for example, Angel Wax produced yeah. a product that was really good on the UHS paint. I mean, it was at the point when we first did the subjective things. It, bear in mind, the Angel Wax, um, when we gave them the spec, actually sent us a medium cut polish. And I think they're advised by someone, who was there? I, don't, I was told by Matt, somebody, was it? 
Live, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think did a little bit of testing and said, look, this is the pad combo that you want to be using. Um, and we were blown away. Be fair, th- that that was based on using on Japanese paint, so yes. it was quite remarkable that it did what it did. But that kind of pushed us to find, <laughs> y- you know, I mean, bear in mind that throughout the whole subjective part of the test, Ian and I were literally looking at each other, saying, "What the hell is this Angel Wax doing?" Yeah, and we did. We, we honestly. Well, you know, not, we'll, not we'll to put down, not not in not any way all. putting down Angel Works, but no, it's just no, a case of hanging with right, this is a medium cut with a yeah, medium. Why, why pad. is it doing what it's doing? Yeah, why is, we, it, why is it cutting better than some compounds that say they do P1000 with a heavy cut wall pad? Yeah, it's I cutting mean, better than those. We had the heaviest of heavy mm. in, in this test. I mean, uh, Labo Cosmatica or Dacia, yeah, by far one of the most aggressive, fast cutting polishes I've used on normal paint. Yes. And with their golden fleece pad was just insane. However, when you put it on UHS, it gets it too hot. The paint hardens. It rebounds. It just wasn't behaving. Yeah. And then we were getting angel wax out on a rotary with a medium pad and doing two passes and it was all gone. Yeah. And we were literally saying, how the hell is it doing it? Um, and it literally pushed us to the point <laughs> where we where got a microscope. Yeah, we had to send it off to be put under a microscope because we needed to know what the differences were and why Angel Wax was performing so well on the UHS clear coat where, you know, this selection of premium super heavy cut polishes, literally, to excuse the pun, weren't cutting it. Yeah. But I often think this is probably the more beneficial side to the mega test. It's not about, yes, you give you a nice list at the end of it of all the, of the, the best performing products, what works, what actually doesn't work, but it's also us finding out in the process why certain things work better and that leads us to much more informed choices yeah. going forward for mm. stuff sure. so it's an interesting one what we're going to go into the um, scientific side if you like the objective that the, the qualitative evaluation uh, in part two of this podcast but from a subjective point of view uh, we had lots of fun we tried it on lots of different cars and uh, worked around it and uh, the results, as you can you can read in issue 11 of the magazine, uh, are really interesting. And, and we've got graphs in there. Oh, yeah, graphs, plenty of graphs. And uh, we've got opinions. So we've got the opinions of James Neal on each and every compound. Um, and it's interesting. Sometimes the opinions broadly agree. Sometimes they're quite different. Well, and you don't have to say that with so much surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, it, it is actually... Interesting for a change, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was as surprised as you. This magazine's actually worth a read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. didn't actually tuck it with their heads banging against the keyboard. <laughs> well, most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. So yeah. that, that, That's how we did the layout. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, as I say, in part two, we're going to talk about the uh, scientific side. And, and you, you will laugh at some of the ideas that we had to try and do this because we're determined to bring in some sort of originality, something that's never been done before, something that serves purpose, that's consistent, that works for, for fit for purpose. And we went through about two or three different ideas and took them to the point of buying equipment to set them up. And apparently you can't buy plutonium. No, on the open market, it's it's completely. Oh well, that's that's your first mistake. It's the open market. Yeah, you need the black market, dark web. I can I can get you there. You need different browsers. You'll get them down uh, Borough Market. I can only go on the Tweed Market. <laughs> <laughs> Just do barber jackets and hunting oh, dogs. Uh, I'm after a 1938 Harris, please. <laughs> Harris My name's J R Hartley. <laughs> your middle name is Harris. It is One indeed. Of them. You've it got multiple indeed. middle names. I have. Yeah, and they're the all very English. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I couldn't afford middle names growing up. We yes. actually found out where it I came from as well. Enough. We went on a <laughs> went on ancestry.com and there was a we traced it back about t- 10 generations and uh one of the females that married into our family her surname females. was Harris. Yes. Her surname was Harris. So clearly they decided that they would share. I should integrate it into that. And now we've dropped I won't give you your other middle name because Well, what are your middle names? Let's get onto this Well, topic. no, I'm not going to give you your middle name because a it belongs to a vast shopping chain which is where, you know, you can you can And no, it's not Mark. That. <laughs> it's his mate. Um, so uh, yeah, no, that's great. Well, I think that's a good one. Higher. That was Travis Perkins. Um, it's actually it's no. machine mark. It's <laughs> <laughs> What's your middle name anyway? Isn't it like I've I've got a danger? <laughs> no, it, it it's uh, it's the name. Mild of my irritation is my middle name. <laughs> my grandfather and um, a bit of Bert. My Welsh. grandfather Yule. Yes, yes. <laughs> a bit of French. 
Strange enough, my initials are RGBY. My grandfather, sacra blur. Well, the, the, my, my initials are RGBY, and I'm colorblind, which I always felt was sort of... Isn't it ironic? Cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Anywho... Um, <laughs> I was waiting for it, don't I'm not, not, not going to complete on. the line, because I know that's going to irritate you. What? <laughs> I can see you twitching. What line? <laughs> not irritating. Isn't it yeah, ironic? The Morissette song. Isn't it ironic? Isn't it? Yes. Oh, Alanis Morissette, yes. Yeah? Is anyone going to finish it? No. Bye. Isn't it uh, Ionic? You know, certain certain oh, green Hyundai, columns. Hyundai, Ionic. Ionic. Column. I quite fancy a Honda Ionic. Me anyway, too. Me too. Me yeah. Too. yeah, yeah I, I like the really the new little Honda electric thing too. Anyway, we're going to get onto cars and that's going to take another 20 minutes. So we are going to say, as we approach the one hour mark, join us again for part two, where we should continue with the mega test and then trade into Trader Talk, which we're looking for a new name, by the way. If anyone's got an idea for a new name for Trader Talk, um, for that section, do get in touch because we've been putting our thinking caps on and we've combined all three of our brain cells and it was uncomfortable and we didn't achieve anything. So um, do let us know. And we're also uh, then going to touch Professional in pillow talk. You see what I mean? This is why we need your help. Um, and then we go into the showcase section, which is a, a fun thing to talk about. And then we have other stuff. The other stuffs. The PBD adventures and all sorts of other things. So join us soon. Thank you very much. Bye bye from James. Bye bye. Bye-bye from Erin. Bye-bye. And it's bye-bye from me. Goodbye, everyone.